BK3 Studios presents the Impression Series podcast, where we talk to creators, businesses, people like you and me who are improving lives and creating an impression every day. We share stories of people who've been working hard, people who've been challenging the status quo, and people who are a brand in themselves or are building a brand in their lives. From BK3 Studios, I'm your host Amandeep Singh and join me on this amazing journey of finding out these amazing stories from all around the world and I will see you in the next episode. Welcome Ashraf and uh, thank you so much for taking out time to be on the podcast and you know we've been looking forward to this conversation for quite some time so thank you so much for taking out the time. Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me, Amandeep. I too have been looking forward to this conversation for a while. So finally, we are here. Finally. Like I, like we spoke offline, Ashraf, the conversation is going to be around, you know, social journalism and journalism in common and then citizen reporting and everything. So before we get on there, why don't you take us through your journey? Like how has it been for you? Well, uh, I was a journalist for almost 20 years. I started very, very young. I was 19 years old. I wasn't yet a graduate when I became a trainee in midday. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I studied while I worked and eventually did my master's. But uh, I, I worked in midday. Uh, I worked in, uh, I, I was part of the team that launched the digital arm. I worked in the Bombay Times. I moved to Pune briefly uh, for a year, working with the Sakal Times, which then became the Maharashtra Herald. I was handling news operations there. I came back to Mumbai and was with Hindustan Times for a long, long time. I finished as senior associate editor. And one of the highlights, actually, of my career was in 2011, I was asked to go to Afghanistan, living in Kabul, to train their journalists there. And I was there for two months, January and February, extremely cold, minus 20 degrees. Uh, and, uh, you know, it was, it, was the, it was just the most extraordinary experience. I came back a different person. But, uh, you know, for a year or so before that, I had been thinking about doing something else with my life because I'd, there was no disillusionment at that point uh, with journalism, the way so many people experience it today. But uh, I was just, I'd just done it for very long, you know, and I'd done so many things in journalism. I wanted to do something different. And uh, so I was at that time looking for something else to do. And uh, now here, I'm sorry, I know I'm taking a little bit of time, but here's the power of social media. Uh, when I was in Kabul, uh, I got into a random conversation on Twitter with somebody. It was I can't even remember what the subject was. And that person turned out to be the digital head for Asia of a very prominent brand communication company. And I sort of one thing led to another and I told him, you know, I'm looking for uh, a change. And he said, why don't you send me your CV and I'll pass it on to the India CEO. And this was while I was in Kabul. And uh, I did. And while I was in Kabul, the India CEO said, when you return to Mumbai, meet me. And I did that. Uh, and the uh, first meeting, we hit it off. And I, I was asked to set up and lead the content and research arm of that brand communication company. That was in 2011. Since then, I've moved on to a new company. But it's been 10 years in brand communication. And uh, But however, my journalism continued alongside. I was writing for Indian and international publications. I had a blog. Uh, and I was also a regular uh, on some international radio channels. And what happened was that uh, over the last six or seven years, I have felt that the Indian media hasn't done a very good job. Uh, it's uh, not been objective. Okay. It's not really done the stories it should uh, have done. It's not taken the stands it should have taken. And as a citizen, 
with some journalistic experience and expertise my response mm. was to launch a website called allindiansmatter.in that happened in february of 2020 and that website was uh, mm. aimed at a couple of things you know i was very clear that my audience would be 18 to 30 year olds my students essentially i've been teaching since 2004 and uh, i was teaching media earlier i now All teach right. brand communication and i felt that my students were very eager to engage with national issues but there was nobody making sense of those issues for them nobody was telling them how those issues affected them at a personal level that is what the media used to do mm. but it wasn't doing that very okay. well anymore so the purpose of that website was yeah. a that was my audience and b uh, the it mm. was a commentary website a website for commentary but that would try to mm. establish these connections so if there is a very high gdp to government debt ratio then what does it mean for me at mm. a personal level if there are three new farm laws that the farmers are angry against is there a personal link to me or not yes mm. there is and i was those are the kind of questions that the website yeah. was trying to answer a few months down the line a studio idea brew studios uh, approached me and the mm. the co-founder was a, a former colleague of mine in journalism and they approached me and said mm. look why don't you extend the website to a podcast and the all indians matter podcast uh, launched on independence day eve of 2020 and as we record this we are very very close to yeah. independence day eve again and yeah. uh, yes. we are almost at 100 uh, episodes so that in a nutshell is my journey so firstly congratulations on the 100 episodes milestone and the annual uh, anniversary up, of not the podcast yeah thank you thank you so one uh, uh, one thing that that you know came into my mind while going through your journey with you ashraf is that from journalism to brand media and communications so one was used as you mentioned earlier media used to be looked upon as you know somebody who's going to separate the milk from the water or the water from the milk either ways and then brand communication to an extent you know you creating an image for say a product or a service or a company how was the transition i'm sure you must have had those moments when kr nahi ye you know ethos come into place how was the transition and what was the journey like yeah it's a good question actually uh, it, it surprisingly smooth uh, because i think mentally i was ready for that change uh, in my head i wanted to move on from being a full time journalist and and you know i was very clear i had some skills right what were those skills around those skills were mainly around content i couldn't go out and sell steel right i had to do something around content and this was the perfect opportunity for that as somebody also who was very interested in uh, business understanding the economy understanding the business uh, understanding businesses in general uh, this sort of fit in perfectly it was plain dumb luck that i got this opportunity <laughs> i know so many people who look for these opportunities but don't really find them but uh, i guess i was just lucky so my transition was actually very smooth i had no trouble at all but a lot of it had to do because uh, with my mindset being open to that change and actually really wanting that change when you came back to social journalism right what kept you going like what was the driving factor so one thing that you mentioned that of course you know your students they were looking up to for some information to kind of ratify yeah. whatever they were learning but usme bhi kahin na kahin ja ke you know banda sochta hai aaj ke time mein where you know there's there's yeah. no rationale you're either right you're right, or or extreme left there's no midpoint yeah. how did you gather yeah. back your skills and then 
how are you going again full full throttle yeah so let me answer that in a few parts as far as skills are concerned i don't think it's a skill you lose because i was anyway doing journalism despite being out of it full time mm. you know so uh, i i had that new sense mm. and a sense i i can write i don't think i'm a great writer but i'm effect an effective mm. writer so i could do that i can articulate myself fairly mm. well all those things were there already as far as uh, why did i decide to do it why did i take the leap to into to launch a website and then a podcast look I, i i as a as a citizen of india who's deeply concerned about the way the country is going especially over the last 7 years or so uh, the, you know you either are engaged with the country you care about yeah. the kind of future that you are building for your children you care about the people around you and the kind of mm. you know what is this country all about and are you prepared to lose it are you prepared mm. to let it be endangered if the answer is no and if the answer is yes i do care about the future i am building or we are building yes i do care mm. about uh, every other indian then you have to react in some way people do different things right people come out on the road and protest correct hopefully in a peaceful and democratic manner people write mm. articles people go on social media and say things people try to create events where debates happen where light is thrown on various issues and hopefully mm. solutions around, uh, emerge from that people do different things right what was my skill my skill was journalism and so i applied Correct. that my, that website and this podcast is a citizen's reaction to what he's seeing mm. around himself this job should have been done by the mainstream media but it wasn't being done i would have loved to be in a situation where there was no need for all indians matter i would have happily chugged along in my life mm. uh, doing the things that i did but i think yeah. there is a need for something right. like this and therefore i did it one thing uh, you know one point that that uh, i i really appreciate and it, it kinds of you know differentiate you from uh, say most of the people around us is you said that all indians matter is what a citizen sees through his eyes now aaj ke zamane mein what i feel is what the entire world feels yeah <laughs> and i remember you know yesterday only i was talking to you know a, a very dear friend of mine and hamari bhi wahi baat chali ki it's not about hitting the masses it's about doing what you can do contribute what you can contribute and then doing it to the utmost uh, you know efficiency and the levels baki sab kya kar rahe hain yeah. usse usse koi matlab nahi yeah. but i think amadeep you you've hit upon a very important point which is polarization uh, you know what you're really saying is that uh, people are extremely polarized nowadays which wasn't the case earlier polarization means that you know you take a very hard firm stand and you're not open to anything else even if you're faced with facts mm-hmm. and one of the reasons uh, you know, you know why uh, uh, you know why i do this is because it's a fact driven commentary Mm. you know i take a stand of course and mm. that can be a subjective thing but the facts are yeah. there also before you it's a facts driven commentary and the attempt is to cut through that True. polarization i don't know whether i've been successful i i'm not sure i've got there yet but i'm just saying you know it, it's there is we must recognize that society has become extremely polarized mm. and you know it's not good for us because uh, polarization means like i said very very hard stands and then it's very difficult for you to uh, you know consider a different point of view meet somebody halfway and make the compromises 
that perhaps Correct. are required for any country to be successful, especially a country as large and diverse as India. And, you know, I I asked this as a perspective question to almost all the guests on the show on my other podcast and in the real life also. And correct me if I am wrong, and I am putting this to, as a question to you as well, Ashraf. That I very strongly feel that polarization का बहुत बड़ा कारण has been the vast and sudden access to social media. So and of course, social media is driven, you know, lot of reasons. So as as somebody who who's been in out in in the action, who's been you know from the past twenty years, who's seen that transition, what what is your opinion on you know why suddenly india has become so polarized well one, uh, i think the politics uh, of uh, the country are, uh, are, are 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 have become that way you know see the rise of these extremist mm. forces you know uh, hindutva forces for example and the mm. the electoral success uh, is an indicator mm. of that you know and i don't think today Uh, uh you know if, if any it's a matter of shame to marginalize mm. people to not be accommodating to not be inclusive in fact it's uh, you know it's like a badge of honor almost which has been encouraged by people in power so uh, you know Correct. once you encourage that sort of thing and you give protection to that sort of thing because of the seat of power that you're in then uh, you've just mm. let the hounds loose you it's very difficult to put the genie back in the bottle you know look at what is happening today you it's lynchings are happening mm. uh, there is a huge rise in uh, caste atrocities uh, i think there's a huge oh, rise yeah. in intimidation of minorities Correct. and marginalized communities Correct. there is a huge rise in the amount of power that uh, big business wields and there's a huge rise mm-hmm. in the amount of uh, money that is flowing into politics not that it was very little earlier but it's increased and where is that money coming from what is it being used for uh, there's a huge rise in the in the undermining of democracy and parliament see the way laws are being passed see the way for example uh, uh, you know something like section article 370 uh, was uh, what happened the bifurcation of mm-hmm. jammu and kashmir for example see the way something like the citizenship amendment act or the national right. register of citizens all of these things uh, are not good mm. for the country and all of these things give rise and encourage give rise to and encourage polarization polarization yeah so uh, yeah i mean it, it's an extreme it's a, it's a huge worry so polarization leads to you know blabbering and ranting on on social media and you know people are putting across their opinions as the final decisions ke bas ye maine bol diya ye param satya iske aage kuch nahi how how can we you know for 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 my own self i'm asking for my own sake i'm asking ke how can we encourage social journalism let's say you know somebody comes to me abhi i am a punjabi staying in pune i i i live in pune to you know of course wo जो भी किसान खेतीबाड़ी बिल्स हैं उनको लेके यू नो समबडी कम्स अप टू मेन टेल्स मी ए योर पीपल आर यू नो फैक्टलेस योर पीपल आर क्लूलेस वो ऐसा कर रहे हैं वैसा कर रहे हैं सो मेरा कैसा है अप्रोच कि आई टेक अ स्टेप बैक है बाबा ठीक है तू तेरे में खुश मैं मेरे में खुश बिकॉज मैं बहुत शांति पसंद आदमी आई डोंट वॉन्ट गेट इन आर्ग्यूमेंट बिकॉज आई नो दी अदर पर्सन इज प्रिपेयर विद डेटा दैट्स वाई हीज यू नो ट्राइंग टू ब्लॉक इज हॉन्स विद मी बट देन हाउ डू वी कन्वर्ट दिस अप्रोच ऑफ प्रूविंग दी अदर पर्सन रॉन्ग इन टू अल्दी कॉन्वर्सेशन 
or or social you know interaction what are some things that we can do as citizens i think a very important question again you know how do we get the country to start talking to itself uh, all over again instead of shouting at itself Correct. or each other all over again shouting or, at each you other you know be angry at each other uh, you know and that's why if you look at the website and even the podcast it's it's all about conversations with and about india on issues mm-hmm. that truly matter india so i think first of all uh, you know countering anger with anger doesn't work it only leads to more anger and maybe leads to more polarization more anger. i think uh, somehow True. find a compassionate way to deal with them find a uh, sort of calm and measured way where you know it seems to the other person that you are open to what he or she is saying but so long as they are also open to what you are saying and then engage in those healthy debates mm-hmm. unfortunately we are not seeing too much of that right now you know uh, amartya sen the nobel prize winning economist wrote a very interesting mm-hmm. book called the argumentative indian and i i am simplifying it extremely here okay. because uh, you know you can't talk about the whole book on a show like this but essentially the book said that our argumentativeness okay. is actually one of our assets it shows that we are willing to talk to each other mm. that we are willing to allow ideas to grow and flourish mm. and all of that the moment that stops that's when i think a country is in real trouble which is what we are seeing right now we have to find a way to right. start yeah. talking to each other and uh, you know being open to ideas being open having our minds open and not saying like you know things like oh you don't agree with me go to pakistan correct <laughs> you know you don't agree with me you are an anti national correct you know you don't agree with me i'm going to put a sedition case on you i'm going to put a nsa case on you i'm going to put a uapa case correct. on you correct. you know that's that's a, that's extremely worrying mm. and we are we really that's when you start throwing the constitution out the window that's not what the constitution is all about mm. so i just think you know the moment we start having conversations should the way be. conversations should be had uh, we'll start finding a way back to what we should be for a conversation also to start or or let's say to a, to flow in a, in a healthy manner and not turn into you know ke tu pakistan chala ja aur tu ja ke you know sarkar ki god mein baith बहुत बड़ा फैक्टर उसके पीछे ये होता है कि यू नो पीपल शुड बी नॉलेजेबल फैक्ट चेकिंग द टॉपिक दैट यू ब्रॉट अप दैट योर शो आल्सो इज फैक्ट ड्रिवन कॉन्वर्सेशन बट फैक्ट हमारी नजरों में आज की डेट में तीन ही सोर्सेज से आता है इंस्टाग्राम फेसबुक एंड व्हाट्सएप राइट सो वॉट ट्विटर ट्विटर वट आर समेब rather how should we check the facts to people like us who are exposed to say at least 12 to 13 sources of information how do we ratify ke kya sach yeah. hai kya polarized hai aur kya mere kaam ka hai ya kya nahi hai yeah again very tough you know because the average person does not have the means to do that mm. you know you and i or the average human being i mean average indian will access media and take it at face value right but if the media itself is biased and not objective then what do you do i think first of all there is a huge responsibility on us as readers of media or as viewers of media or as listeners of media essentially as consumers of media to not take things at face value to take the trouble to find out information from different sources and try and understand what is credible or not it's not as if that information is not available by the way okay. hmm. right 
it's not as if that data is not in the public domain if you just do google searches or anything like that you will get that data but most people don't do it correct it's i think it's especially in this environment as citizens we must invest the time to find out facts hmm. you know what is a fact and based on that you can have different opinions you know you may say that farm laws are good for us but and i may say if those new farm laws are not good for us but so long as we are argue our arguments are based on some facts and not something that came to us on whatsapp <laughs> not something that we read on twitter you know not something that we read on any social media for that why should we single out twitter right or any social media for that matter are you coming from a place of fact i think after that a lot of problems are going to be resolved if people do that earlier we could just rely on the media mm. you know to give us those facts but i i mean i i i mean i i hope i'm not sounding too bitter about the media you know i come from that space i was a journalist for 20 years so you know when it when these things i see in the mainstream media it hurts me a lot more than it would hurt the average person so uh, you know I, i i would love to see a change there but to answer your question i think as citizens we must invest the time in figuring out facts the facts are there the facts are available they're not too difficult to find out do google searches go to uh, media platforms that you know work there are fact checking uh, platforms uh, on twitter or wherever else you know uh, i forget the names right now but there are many uh, platforms that are fact checking everything that a politician says or everything that appears in the media and giving corrections to that mm-hmm. with proof so follow those uh, websites follow those platforms and then come to your own conclusions you don't have to agree with what i say you don't have to agree with uh, anybody else but base your conclusions on fact correct aur usme kahin na kahin you know there is this there is this fear or 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 rather inferiority complex jiski wajah se maine dekha bahut sare log fact checking nahi karte because if they go for facts kahin na kahin unko pata hai ki kuch counter niklega and i'll have to swallow my ego down my throat तो इस चक्कर में यू नो वो चलता रहता है बस बहस करते रहते हैं व्हाट अबाउट द करंट जनरेशन अशरफ लाइक द करंट एज ग्रुप ऑफ से बिटवीन 20 टू 30 योर एवरेज स्टूडेंट्स इज व्हाट आई एम टॉकिंग अबाउट डू यू सी बिकॉज़ यू इंटरैक्ट विद देम सो ऑफन डू यू सी एन एसेंस इन देम ऑफ ब्रिंगिंग अबाउट अ चेंज थ्रू नॉलेज यू नो दे आर द रीजन दैट आई स्टिल हैव होप इन दिस कंट्री इफ आई वर टू लुक एट पीपल माय एज और द जनरेशन बिफोर मी my parents is generation mm. not my parents themselves but my parents is generation mm. you know that is where the worry comes from but when i look at the next generation people of my daughter's age mm. she's 18 uh, my students are between 20 and 30 like mm. you said uh, you know when i look at them i i realize that there is huge hope in this country that actually we are passing on the baton to a far better generation than our own okay and i genuinely believe this is not a throwaway line or a dialogue for effect mm-hmm. but i genuinely believe that that generation wants to get things right and it's not just national issues i mean take things like the environment take things like climate mm-hmm. change you know take things like ocean health these are global issues of course they affect us in india also but they want to make a difference even on those issues and that is the right thing to do you know if you talk to them i do not buy for a second this you know very lazy interpretation of the next generation that uh, they don't only care about blowing up money they only care about partying they have not seen the real world we have seen the real world mm. you know all that is rubbish it's a lot of fertilizer okay these guys are very well informed 
their approach to things is different and rightly so correct and uh, rightly so so you know they are very well informed they want to engage in national issues they are looking for good information authentic information and they want to do the right thing and that is why you know i genuinely believe that there is huge hope not from this generation that i am part of but of the generation that's coming after what about the nurturing jaise like you said ke aajkal you know hamare parents hame bolte the aur hum aage apne bahut had tak apne bachchon ko bhi hum you know bolte rahe at least uh, i'm keeping myself also in that part of that crowd कि यू नो हमारे जमाने में ऐसा और हमारे जमाने में ऐसा और तुमने कुछ नहीं देखा है तुम्हें कुछ पता नहीं है तुम्हें सब कुछ थाली में मिला है यू नो यू गैज अ ब्लेस्ड टू हैव टेक्नोलॉजी हम सड़कों पर बैठ के पढ़े हैं हम पंद्रह पंद्रह किलोमीटर चलते थे सो वॉट इज हैपनिंग इज इट ऑल दीज थिंग्स काइंड ऑफ ड्रिल डाउन सो हैवीली ऑन द जनरेशन हेड कि दिस टॉप गिविंग शेड के हाँ ठीक है यार अभी वो तुम्हारी किस्मत हो तो हम क्या करें राइट सो हाउ एज पेरेंट्स इफ माई डॉटर इज एट ईयर्स ओल्ड so as a parent what are some responsibilities that i have yeah. to ensure that she gets into the habit of checking the fat and doing something with her life to benefit the country well I, first of all i think uh, i uh, yeah look well, i'll tell you the approach that i used with my daughter and i think it's been very successful i never got into those sort of conversations <laughs> with her saying that you know right, right. usne dekha wo to humne dekha hai and uh, you know hamare zamane mein ye hamara zamana hai hamare wo knowing her she just roll her eyes and walk out of the room but <laughs> yeah but i never did that and i think <laughs> and i think wo bolte na typical desi parent uh, approach so that i didn't have and i don't think anybody should i think uh, what you should do is take them seriously mm-hmm. and appreciate that they also have intelligent minds mm-hmm. of course they're growing up they have not seen the world as much as you have but they have an intelligent mind uh, they are more of this world than you believe mm-hmm. and they are far more you know well intentioned than you believe and they are willing to work hard yeah So just so what if they haven't studied under street lights you know that doesn't mean that they haven't worked hard you know everybody works hard in their own ways everybody faces their challenges, own challenges yeah, true right and by the way uh, you know you and i in our families may not have children studying under street lights but i i, I want everybody to know that a huge proportion of this country is extremely mm-hmm. poor and they are those children of this generation that you are referring to amadeep Uh, are very would be lucky to have access to education also especially in a pandemic situation where all the schools shut down and suddenly it was said that you know oh to kya hua access it access classes through the internet yeah. as if everybody has internet as if everybody has a laptop as if everybody has a smartphone mm. so there are enough of those challenges that you mentioned that are being surmounted by this generation mm. that people like to deride and they are doing it with aplomb they are doing it with a huge amount of grace that nobody gives them credit for so i would say you know look at your own generation who has created the mess this mess that you know we are talking about it's not the next generation it's yeah. this generation which likes to blame yeah. the next generation so i i am extremely passionate about this subject that i could go on and on so <laughs> it's a subject it's a topic that you know i i am proud to say this that is very close to my heart <clears throat> abhi i was you know 10-15 दिन पहले घर पे बैठे थे विद फैमिली एंड यू नो आई वाज आई ब्रॉट अप दिस पॉइंट कि इंडिविजुअल एक अप्रोच होनी चाहिए चलो वी वर टॉकिंग अबाउट यू नो मनी एंड फाइनेंशियल्स एंड एवरीथिंग सो सेलिंग देम दैट यू नो माय पेरेंट्स डू नॉट लीव मी एनीथिंग इन द सेंस दे ब्रॉट मी अप दे एजुकेटेड मी आई एम अर्निंग इट्स ऑल बिकॉज ऑफ देम ह्यूज क्रेडिट गोज टू देम टॉक अबाउट बैंक बैलेंस नो माई फादर एंड आई हैव बीन हैंड टू माउथ बट नाउ इट्स अप टू मी टू मेक श्योर दैट माई डॉटर डजेंट गेट दैट इन लेगेसी 
so it's yeah. my hard work that i have to put in right so you know this yeah. parenting yeah. wala topic this self actualization self realization wala topic is is very close to to my heart also and as current generation parents i feel you know we we need to now break that orthodox chain of sanskar that goes to our kids example education I mean, my daughter is in third standard and she's studying more about computers than i did in my 11th standard you know <laughs> so imagine and you know i remember telling my wife every now and then by the time she'll be 10 years old i in front of her will be the dumbest creature on this planet <clears throat> glad that you brought up uh, education also uh, ashraf education also plays a very important role in tweaking the brains the young brains you know jo hum school mein hote hain now with the internet gaining control of uh, education what are some things that you know we can or or rather we should inculcate into our kids you know as as academicians or as parents ke bachcho ko batana chahiye ki tumne ye sikha hai to uska cross ye bhi hai like usi ke ad mein ye bhi hai what are some topics that should be covered i think uh, uh, given the present context it's very important to have them understand the importance of a of an inclusive society and when i say inclusive i don't just mean in terms of religion i'm also talking mm-hmm. here about lgbtqi you know uh, that community i'm talking about people with different views uh, you know things like that the importance of inclusiveness is you know cannot be overstated it is extremely important uh, i think uh, the other thing that we must uh, inculcate in our kids is the story of this country yeah. i don't think we talk enough about history to them mm. and how did we get to where we have got and uh, what did it take and therefore given all that it took why is it important to preserve it correct i don't think and i hope this doesn't sound too lofty i don't mean it to sound too lofty but you know what is our constitution all about what is this country all about you know why, what what is its ethos really is it what you are listening to on television channels and hearing on twitter or getting on whatsapp or is it something else and these are some of the things that i would like for them uh, uh, to be uh, told about but that's of course the social and political context in another context i would say a questioning attitude yeah. you know don't accept everything that you come by question everything uh, that you see or hear you know be bold enough to form an opinion be bold enough to look for facts be bold enough to talk to different kinds of people you know these are the kind of things that i would love for parents to tell their children but we don't you know you're right when you say that our focus is all about stuff like you know sanskar kya kapde pehne ho kaha ja rahe ho kabhi aaoge wapas you know things like that which which is silly you know that's not really <laughs> what life is all about in my view now as as content creators also ashraf uh, you know it's it's and this i realized when i started you know this this journey of content so it bahut you you need to play a very catalyst kind of a role as a mirko lagta hai because it's very easy to you know sit in front of a camera or a mic and then talk anything but you know you need to be backed up by facts but the scare yeah the, the fear that everybody has your most creators have jiski wajah se they were they're not able to speak their out is they don't know how to handle the backlash that will come from their content or what kind of backlash will come from their content right so as a as a as a journalist and as now a creator a content creator and a journalist how do you have you ever faced backlash first second thing how do you handle it what is your approach to taking 
a negative feedback rather than constructive feedback well uh, to answer your first question yeah i've got a lot of backlash you know especially uh, from trolls mm. i don't even know whether they are real people <laughs> you know Correct. from what uh, we hear those are just some bots but anyway uh, i've got a lot of backlash mm. from even real people in real life uh, i don't think i've been threatened much i, I remember one one time i think i was threatened but not necessarily that was not because of the podcast it's just a view that i had about some political thing that i don't even remember okay. but uh, i have not even been threatened much mm. uh, i think as a journalist uh, i was always uh, we were we we've always been exposed to both positive and mm. negative uh, feedback and we take it constructively right so i mean if there's somebody shrill and you know they say oh how can you say something mm. about uh, a particular philosophy of politics i'm going to kill you then that's not you can't have a debate yeah, there's no debate there you just you know let it slide off you like water of a duck's back but if there is somebody who genuinely disagrees but it's not out to harm you or threaten you you know it's a philosophical ideological uh, disagreement then i always love to engage with them because i think both walk away wiser from it yeah. sometimes you realize that the other person is right sometimes the other person realizes that you are right or sometimes you realize that you're both wrong <laughs> you know and you find a uh, middle ground or something but th- that really is as a journalist one of the things that you live for isn't it true absolutely god knows it's not paying you any money yeah, so yeah, it's, you know, it's everything else really uh, things like that so uh, I, i think positive and feed- negative feedback are uh, are a given if you are putting content out especially the kind of content that i am putting out you know so that's fine there's no problem there the the you know your content you you spoke about ashraf and you know your approach is uh, for a lack of better words i'm i'm saying this that you know it's a very bold approach it's an approach of a citizen ki baba mere sath aisa ho raha hai kyun ho raha hai right and then you know you get into facts and everything now the point that i that i want to understand from you is your guests so the guests that you bring in on the show to discuss certain topic i'm sure they must be having some apprehensions or some you know thoughts ke yaar ab ye baat karenge ye nahi karenge how do you as an interviewer you try to, how do you try to bring out you know the best from them how do you approach sensitive topics is what i intend to ask well first of all i think the people who agree to come on my show know what the show is all about mm. so if they've agreed then well you know it's it's it, they they are willing to put themselves out there and and talk about the things that i ask them uh how do i uh, uh, kind of see look as a as as a journalist i think one of the skills you acquire is that of conversation mm. you know uh, an interview is essentially a conversation it's not an interrogation <laughs> right like you and i today you've not got a list of 10 <laughs> questions and you're only sticking to those 10 questions right you are saying something i am saying something we both have an opinion you know and it's a there's a back and forth right so that's a skill you acquire anyway as a journalist mm. and you apply that skill i think it's very important to have respect for your guest and True. understand that some guests are not going to talk about some things it's their right hmm. you know you can't say that nobody you know how dare you not talk about a topic you hmm. know you, you it's your you have to do it because i'm asking you no it's not that way hmm. you know tomorrow there may be some topic that i don't feel like talking about okay even though i may have an opinion on it i'm entitled to keep some things private so you have to respect that and that's a conversation and i think uh, when people understand that when people know that you're willing to respect some boundaries that you're willing to respect them and their opinions even if they differ from mine uh, then it makes for really fascinating conversation because then the guard drops and they are willing to be themselves 
so uh, uh, on the show i think you will uh, so far if you looked at the mm. conversations there have been times when guests have said things that are contrary to my opinion. yes opinions but you have to respect that mm. you know i i'm not I, i can't say that no you can't come on my show because you don't <laughs> agree with me or i'm going to cut out those parts where you disagree with me yeah. you know things like that and it, then it doesn't work so one of the things you should know is that on my show there's no censorship mm. so what the guest says is what goes out it gets put out in its entirety mm. so there is there is no censorship whatsoever and i think this is a very uh, you know fair approach when we look at you know creating or bringing about some change in the perspective of people around second thing as a content creator also as you very rightfully mentioned that it's it's about showing respect to the guest that you hosted you know just because he said something which you are you know not agreeing to and then you t- taking those parts off is is i can also consider it consider it as a direct insult you might not have you know uh, hosted them or called them on the show before i uh, yeah. now thank you for joining us yeah. on the conversation today ashraf last couple of questions what are some fascinating books that you've read and you intend to read which you know builds up the the analytical and 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 the rational in a human being which all of us should read yeah so uh, i think yeah so i also a bibliophile <coughs> sorry i i also read all the time i'm continuously reading you know and uh, uh, so i look i i think uh, but i'm not read, reading just books i think just like you i mean i'm also reading newspapers i'm reading magazines mm-hmm. of course a lot of digital content is being consumed you know all of that uh, with this newspapers or magazines or whatever else now also are yes, on yes. digital platforms so you know a lot of that consumption mm-hmm. happens there mm-hmm. i'm reading a lot uh, so the more you consume uh, you know the better informed you are the more understanding you are of various opinions and uh, you know the more than that reflects in your own content you know okay. you begin to understand some things so let me give you an analogy mm-hmm. what do you think makes for a good writer it's a fact that that person reads a lot reads a lot true you know if you don't read a lot you cannot be a good writer mm. so if unless you are consuming a lot of information and opinion you cannot be a good analyst either or a good commentator either so uh, yeah i consume a lot of books well i i uh, i i am mostly a non fiction guy i don't read a lot of fiction okay. uh, do i read some but mm. uh, not a lot of fiction uh, among non fiction i i just love Uh, biographies and autobiographies i consume a lot of them uh, and uh, historical books uh, books on uh, politics and business and economics uh, media these are the kind of uh, books that i like to consume and not just from india i think uh, from all over the world great we share that i'm also you know a hardcore non fiction guy and i wrote one by myself i wrote one myself oh great what's the title it's called bricks of blood Brickson. and ironically uh, it is a fiction book <laughs> it's a novella uh, that i uh, released in 2007 <laughs> that uh, released in 2017 it's a kindle only release okay it's available on amazon but i used all my learnings from journalism to weave a story about a, a guy who you know runs an orphanage but whose property is being sought to take mm. be you know be taken over by the son of a politician who is a builder and then how that uh, conflict unfolds and results in uh, in a lot of bloodshed and rioting wow. and things like that and eventually how uh, it all comes right. together so uh, you know that that tapped very heavily into my journalistic experience mm. and and 
that's a very typical problem of the modern day country it's 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 very typical of uh, our our day to day yeah. life one last question ashraf and you know yes. i've been holding on to this question yeah. to ask you because you know i i knew that one day you know you will be on the show and i've been wanting you know to ask you this question i came across a term long time ago which says that if you want to understand your future you need to know your history i'm a history buff i love to go back and you know read and watch whatever has happened and then do the fact checks and how it shaped the world whatever at the same time there is now there is another aspect of history of of people of intelligent minds that say that it's not necessary that history will repeat itself right now the question that i have for you is about the entire process of analyzing data what i know what and what i want to know versus what i'm seeing in front of me how do i analyze what are those steps that one must take to analyze the information and then take the next steps so a very tough question i don't know how to express it in words i think you look at the uh, you know it's something that comes instinctively to me because of my journalism background but mm. uh, let me try and articulate mm. it sure i think one of the things that you're looking for is linkages right so for mm. example let me give you an example we are recording this episode today just two or three days after the chief justice of india mm. has come out and said that custodial torture is still extremely prevalent in india yes and uh, despite all the laws that we have and all of that you know uh, people are getting the police are getting away uh, with it uh, with impunity correct now that's a statement that he made right mm. what do i make of that statement the first thing i do is try and look for data about custodial torture in india right and there a lot of it is available is available from different sources some of that uh, data has been given by the government and parliament some of it is available by the national human rights commission some of it is available uh, in the for, with other private movements or uh, rather non governmental mm. movements like the national campaign against torture all of them have data correct and all of them show that this is indeed uh, an extremely important a, a big problem and they have like thousands of people have been tortured thousands of people have died over the past mm. decade the government's figures seem to be an undercount all of that now that data shows that now i have the chief justice's statement about a definite human rights crisis mm. i have data around how the government's own numbers seem to be an undercount mm. and you know various other organizations i now look for what the laws are around that particular issue i then look at what the societal attitude is towards police torture and the, it's so common that we ignore it you know we just mm-hmm. take it for granted that it happens and we don't think any more about it what okay. is the process that the law requires for the police to follow once i'm armed with all of these i can actually construct a narrative taking off from a news event which is the chief justice's mm-hmm. speech and explaining to the people like here's what the chief justice is talking about here is the data here is how it differs from that of other independent data here is a societal issue around it why does it happen what are the solutions now i look for those and several legal experts have given solutions i try and kind of condense that into something and then my own opinion comes after that my own opinion is that the chief justice has spoken about it but is the supreme court actually willing to walk the talk you know nothing stops the supreme court from taking so more to action and actually making a difference on the ground even if it's slow you know Correct. what is the point of telling people what they already know that police torture exists or uh, torture and uh, police custody exists what are you going to do about it if the chief justice of india is does not do something about it then who will 
that's my opinion now here you have uh, you know the analysis and the construction of a narrative and uh, and, and how data works with it so i hope that answers your question i mean i hope it's clear now how uh, you know you go about it it does it does and you know uh, one thing that uh, one key takeaway for, for of the entire process is putting your opinion right at the last first looking at the facts that what are the numbers saying what is the data out there yeah. right but we kind of yeah. uh, including yeah. my own self we put our opinion first and then go and search for numbers to ratify that that is where i think most yeah. of us go wrong Correct, so, correct. So, yeah, yeah. So that's. I think there's a term for it. It's called uh, judgment bias, judgment or bias. decision bias, or something like that. I'm not. I, I, I confirmation moment, bias. Not, confirmation bias. So we first form an opinion, then look for only data that confirms it, and then we present it. Uh, you know, so confirms. it's not good enough. Right. That's not good enough. Thank you, uh, Ashraf. Although you know, I I wish we could talk, 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 but you know, due to the paucity of time, uh, I must thank you for taking out time and being so candid and so you know uh, humble on the show. It was an honor and a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you so much. It was absolutely my pleasure. Thanks for having me on the show. I really enjoyed the conversation, and uh, you know, I, I I wish Biblio Babu all the best. I hope the podcast does even better than it's doing now. and uh, good luck and i'm looking forward to our next conversation looking forward to thank you so much ashraf take care thank you for tuning in do not forget to follow our guests on social media and be a part of their journey and also do not forget to follow bkt studios just search for bkt studios on the internet and we will be right at in front of you signing off for today my name is amandeep singh from bkt studios and i will see you in the next one